Thank you for joining us for Working Through the Word, a ministry of the Richmond Church of Christ. Let's join our pulpit minister, Mike Johnson, as he brings today's lesson. We think about a lot of things that are being revealed, at least that's the way I look at it, through this pandemic time. And one of the challenges that we face is a challenge, I think, of commitment. Being willing to stay the course, making sure that we don't fall away from our stance with God and our position with God because our normal spiritual routines have been disrupted. And we need to think about commitment. And as we've begun to think about that, It also occurs to me that we need to consider what is it that has been causing maybe a lack of commitment on the part of some. And so I want us to think for just a minute, a little bit this morning, if you'll open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 5 and look there, verses 10, 11, and 12, just read for us. And I want you to notice some things that Jesus says to us as it relates to maintaining the course of commitment. So what's the problem? What is it that gets in the way? Maybe you recall the story of Paul as he had been arrested and he appealed his case to Caesar and he wanted to go and use the Roman court system because he was falsely accused. And on the way there, he ended up in front of a governor by the name of Felix. And as Paul had done on many occasions, he had an opportunity to preach the gospel to this ruler. And he did. And when he finished preaching, the ruler was impressed. The governor, in fact, said, go your way for now. When I have a convenient time. I will call for you. He was obviously impressed. He was obviously thinking that this is something special that I need to pay attention to. But it was not convenient. How many of you see this picture and it makes you sick? It's convenient. There's a new commercial now about some group that will send food to your house. And it's a commercial about the husband and wife looking at each other and saying, we never have to cook again. Convenience. This is convenient. Sometimes it's even good. I've had a few and they're good. Don't think they're the best. But I understand the point. Felix said, it's not convenient. Right now, not a good time. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe the next day. Maybe next week. Just wait. I'll call you. We have no record that he ever did. 
We don't know if Felix ever did call to hear more about Jesus. But I know this, convenience can kill commitment. And we have to be careful. Think with me about this text. And let's think about how convenience can kill commitment. I think it is fascinating, number one, that Jesus said, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. What? You are blessed if you are persecuted. Now, that doesn't really work well with us. That doesn't seem to be, on the surface, a very good thought. I don't think we walk around asking people to persecute us so that we will be better. But history says that it works. It is just a fact that the times when the message of Jesus spread the most was when those who were accepting it were persecuted. It is a fact that churches grow and find their real benefits and strengths during times of stress and problems. It's a fact. And as individuals, we know what it is like to overcome obstacles and what it does for us and how it makes us better. The truth of the matter is, everything is improved by facing difficulties and struggles and making it through. But here's the problem. Convenience kills commitment because, number one, it kills patience. Patience. Notice these people, verse 10. When you're persecuted, you have to be patient. When, when things are not happening well, when all the difficulties arise, and when everything seems to go against you, the first thing you need to have is patience. Just calm down. Just sit down. Just wait. Just hang on. In Matthew chapter 15, Jesus had been preaching to the multitudes. Now, his disciples were always with him, and he was teaching them, especially the twelve, and he was really working with them. I get the impression that the twelve had some obligations while Jesus was preaching. They were ministering in some way. They were not just sitting around while he did all the work. And, and I think I get that because in this chapter, Matthew chapter 15, there is a woman who came to see Jesus and had a child that she wanted Jesus to touch. And the disciples pushed her back and said, wait a minute. We don't have, it's not a good time. He is worn out. We've been working all day. We don't have time. And the disciples, maybe they were tired. Maybe they were worn out. 
I know this, they weren't patient. You mean you can't just wait for a few minutes and let Jesus touch a little child? And it was Jesus who said, had to say, don't keep them from me. Convenience kills commitment because it kills patience. These people who are persecuted, these people who are going through these difficulties, do you think they ever wake up and think, when is it ever going to finish? When you get to the book of Revelation, in that figurative story, highly figurative, but full of meaning for those people. We find the martyrs who are crying out to the Lord. How much longer, Lord? How much? And Jesus said, blessed are those who are persecuted. Convenience makes me want something right now. Immediate. In the Old Testament, when the soldier had leprosy and came to a prophet who could heal him, was told, you go down to the Jordan River and immerse yourself seven times and you will be clean. And he said, he won't even come out and talk to me in person. He sent his servant out. And the rivers back home, they're a whole lot better than this river. And I'm not doing that. He wanted convenience. He just wanted to stay in his chariot. Have the prophet come out and wave his hand over him. He's clean. Now he can go home. Are you finding it difficult to be patient these days? Are you finding it difficult to be patient when your commitment begins to take a hit because of all that's happening around us? Don't opt out for convenience. Number two, Jesus said, blessed are you when men revile you and persecute you and say all things against you. It's one thing to say, yeah, persecution is good. Persecution helps. Persecution has caused the church to grow. It's another thing to say, oh, and I have to have it too. Commitment is not defined by what the church says and does. Commitment is not about what the family says and does. Commitment is not about what did your ancestors say. Commitment is about me. And it's about you. And it's personal. What you believe what your faith is, who you are, comes from you. 
If your family gives up on the Lord, you can't. If the church heads off in a direction that's not godly, you can't. It's about personal drive. It's about me knowing who I am and what I believe. But convenience kills commitment because it kills personal drive. It's so easy. It's what I want. It's what I like. I'm going to design it so that I feel good, so that I look good, so that I have to do very little. You see, I like it the way I want it, my personal drive. Well, we have all kinds of concepts in this room right now about what we are going through. Personal ideas that people have that say, well, we shouldn't have to do this or this or this, or we should be doing this or this or this. And we will have differences of opinion, differences of ideas. And if every one of us were to design it on our personal desires, what would it look like? Convenience is about me. Convenience is about my deciding to continue with what I am doing. They might say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. But convenience says, I want it the way I do. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and in verse 10, we see a guy that we've seen twice before in Scripture. We first saw him going around with Paul on his missionary journey. We secondly saw him mentioned as someone who was there. And the third time we see him in 2 Timothy 4 and verse 10... Paul said, Demas has forsaken me, having loved the present world. Demas couldn't let go of the past because that was who he was. Demas couldn't stop what used to happen because that's what he wanted. He was trying to design a Christian life that fit his personal desires, merging them with the things of the world. And when it finally got to be too much, we see what he was really committed to. Himself. In 2 Kings chapter 17, you get a summary of what happened to the people of Israel. The Assyrians came and took them away into captivity. They never came home. And we get a summary of where God said to them, I told you, you can't worship other gods. But then verse 40 says, 
but they continued to do what they wanted to do. And God took them away. Convenience kills commitment because it kills my personal desire to be committed. And I don't care anymore. I don't want anymore. I've gotten away from it. I'm just not there anymore. There was a time when the fires were burning, but they've gone out. And now my personal desires are over here. And that other stuff that I was doing six or eight months ago, I'm just not there anymore. Because the new normal, the new convenience, is what I prefer. Number three, Jesus said, rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Lord, what do we do in persecution? Rejoice, be glad, be excited, be happy, take it. Why? Because it will help you. But it won't help you unless you think that way. I mean, those people who are going through persecution, if you've ever read Fox's Book of Martyrs, recounting the stories of Christians in the first and second centuries and the things that they went through at the hands of evil people trying to stamp out Christianity, it'll turn your stomach. And sat in your heart. The only way to get through it is to think. You got to think and say, I'm going to think properly about this. Jesus said, think about it. Rejoice. And be exceedingly glad. To rejoice during times of difficulty. To rejoice in persecution takes special kind of thinking. But convenience kills commitment because it kills the thought process. Here is the only thing that really is involved in a convenience time as far as thinking. I got all this stuff on the menu. Which one am I going to order and have sent to me at my house and just me get off the couch long enough to go pick it up and sit back down again? Not a lot of thought there. Convenience kills the thought process. Because all it demands that I do is simply whatever is handy, whatever is necessary, whatever right now. I just don't think about anything else. That was the prodigal son. When he took that money and he headed off into that far land, you think he was thinking? Do you think he was taking his money and, and buying everybody everything they wanted? And he was thinking, this is a great investment. They're going to help me someday. I'm going to get a return on my money. Things are going to be, you think he was thinking? No, he was looking for something right now, something immediate. And he didn't even think about consequences. And convenience oftentimes robs us of thinking 
about consequences. You remember those first days when all this started? A lot of things that I do in life, I mark based on a major sport event. We were at the SEC basketball tournament time, weren't we? Waiting to play the next day. And the world shut down. Things changed. Do you think that we all thought we'll be where we are right now? Almost to October when that first day happened? <laughs> Not a bit. The only consequence was, oh well, we'll miss the tournament, but we'll be back soon with something else. Like the prodigal son who just didn't think about consequences, the wise man Warned in Proverbs 28 and 22, the rich who have an eye for riches do not consider that poverty will come upon them. Convenience kills thought. Finally, number four, Jesus said, great is your reward in heaven. We have a goal. There's something we're looking forward to. Had a call this morning. A former member here whose sister has visited a number of times. Her sister and her son are members of the church where our friend Dave May preaches. Her husband died last night, wasn't sick, complained of pain, and within 24 hours or so, he died. Things changed. Things changed. Here's the problem. He had not been faithful in the church. And now they're concerned. I don't know if he got caught up in convenience. But I know from the family, quit trying. He didn't, he wasn't dedicated. He wasn't assembling with the saints. He wasn't working in any obvious ways for the Lord. His effort had stopped. And that's what convenience does. Convenience kills commitment because it kills effort. We just quit. Are you having any kind of... Um, Problems, maybe getting up in the morning? Does the back seem a little bit weak? The legs not quite as sturdy? 
Your finger's not quite as active. And sometimes you think it'd be so much easier just to sit down right here. What happens if you just sit down? What happens if you quit? Your back won't work ever again. Your legs won't work ever again. Your fingers will never work again. You will die. Because we have to be active. We have to be involved. We have to make things work. Jesus said, there's a reward. You have a chance. Go get it. The one talent man we know about from Matthew 25, he didn't want to have any effort. Instead of going and making money for his master, he just put it in the ground and gave it back to him. No effort at all. The prophet Amos in chapter 6 and verse 1 warned this, Woe to those who are at ease in Zion. Woe to those who just sit down, who just rest on their laurels, who just let the world fly by. Spiritually speaking, woe to those who sit down and do not put forth an effort in their Christian lives. Woe to those who let the work of God just fly by and they see every others, others doing it, but not me. Woe to those who sit down and do nothing. Convenience kills commitment. It takes away our patience. It takes away our personal desire because we decide, oh, I want to do it my way, not God's way. It takes away thought. I don't have to think, I just do. And it takes away effort because it's too easy. Looking for something that's easy and giving up on what might be difficult. I know this. God hates the convenience mentality. In Revelation 3, one of the churches he wrote to, the church at Laodicea, God said, I wish you were hot or cold, but you're lukewarm. And therefore, I'm going to vomit you out of my mouth. What happens to a cup, a glass of water if you just set it on the counter? Well, if you put it in the refrigerator, what happens? It gets cold. If you pour it in a pot and turn on the heat, it gets hot. But what happens if you put it on the counter? Lukewarm. It becomes whatever it is around because it doesn't do anything. It just 
sits. The people at Laodicea, they were just sitting. They weren't doing anything because it's so much easier. It's so much more convenient. And God said, it makes me sick. I hope your commitment is being revealed during this time. And I hope that that revelation is saying to you, I'm okay, but I need to be better. Or maybe it's saying, I'm in trouble and I need to get fixed. Don't let convenience rob you of your commitment to the Lord today. If you need to start that commitment and be immersed into Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, if you need to come back to the Lord and, and start that commitment again, if you need us in some way, we're here. If online you need to call us for prayer, for talking, for visit, let us know. Thank you. Thank you for a commitment level to the Lord that says, I want to do what God wants me to do. And if we can help you do better, we're here as we stand and sing together. We hope you enjoyed today's broadcast brought to you by the Richmond Church of Christ. We are located at 1500 Lancaster Road in Richmond, Kentucky. We meet on Sunday mornings for Bible class at 9 a.m., followed by our morning worship service held at 10 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is held at 6 p.m., and our midweek Bible study is held on Wednesday at 7 p.m. If you are in the area, we would love to have you as our honored guest. Thanks for listening.